Welcome to the Tending Our Nets podcast, where we believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. We encourage everyone to learn more. We work to equip believers to share their faith with everyone they know. Welcome to the Tending Our Nets podcast. My name is Joshua Sherman, and I am your host here. I've been talking about the destiny of believers. We talked about where people will go when they die. We talked about what the eternal state will look like in the new heavens and the new earth and resurrected bodies, worshiping God and serving him and helping in his rule and his order of creation. We've also been talking about what it means to be children of God. And now today I want to talk about what it means to be the body of Christ. You see, in many places in Scripture, we have the church actually described as the body of Christ. And I think we sometimes skip past that a bit too quickly. But if you really start to read in Scripture and read more and more deeply into it, I think what we see there is an incredible, incredible picture. Because what we see is that we individually are knit together as the collective body of Christ. We see that we are his body. We are his hands and feet, his eyes, his ears, his elbows, his knees. We are the ones who do things in the world. We act on his behalf in the world. We represent God in the world. This is what it means to be an imager of God, to represent him. Going back to our last series, this is what it means to be part of the body of Christ. This not only means that we in the church are supposed to become more and more unified together because we are knit together as the body of Christ, something that God actively does through his spirit. Christ and the church are also becoming one. At the end, when we talk about the marriage feast of the lamb, when Paul talks about the mystery of the man shall leave his father and mother and the two shall become one flesh, but I'm talking about not Genesis, but Christ and the church. What Paul is talking about is the union of Christ and his body, becoming, in essence, one flesh, that we become part of the body of Christ, not just figuratively, but literally. Like This is truly, conceptually, spiritually, at the archetypal level, true. We become part of Christ's body. In fact, if we want to take a step further, I think it's fair to say that what we're talking about here is incarnation. That what we're talking about here is not just Christ incarnate 2,000 years ago, walking the earth, being crucified, being resurrected, ascending to heaven, but Christ incarnating himself through faith in people that believe in him. We become part of his body, part of his incarnation on earth. That is actually the point that Father John Baer raises in the introduction to Athanasius's work on the Incarnation. And he says this, The scope of what Athanasius means by incarnation is thus far broader than is often assumed. It has a scope that is not limited to the past. The body fashioned from the Virgin, in which the Word dwells, as seen in the light of his passion, cannot be separated from the body of Christ, that is, those who by faith in the cross are no longer subject to the corruption of death. A really short way of putting that 
might be saying simply this, that we are part of the incarnation of Christ too. I don't know about you, but that kind of blows my mind. And that blows my mind in a lot of different directions. One of them is when you start asking really big questions. What did God create creation for? I think the answer that we see from the God who declares the end from the beginning, the God who declares the end, that Christ will reign forever, that Christ and his bride, the church, will become one. What we see is that creation is something God did so that he could incarnate himself in it. Something he started with Adam and Eve that got set back. Something that he brought in Christ as the eternal son became incarnate. Something that we are now involved in through faith in Christ. This is much, much bigger than just 30 some odd years 2,000 years ago. It's much bigger than God creating and then, oops, there's a mistake. He's the one who declares the end from the beginning. And if we look at the end, if we look at the destiny of humanity, if we look at the fact that we are to become one with Christ, the way that husband and wife become one flesh, the church and there's the bride of Christ becoming one with Christ, there's a sense where we literally become part of the incarnation of Christ. I'm just going to leave you with that because I don't know what else to say on that one. Um, But think about the incarnation. Think about the incarnation and let it just explode the categories you have in your head for things that you've learned in church, for things that you've heard people say about the Bible. Let it really work because I think when we see this, when we understand it, we see something so beautiful. We see the reason that God created things in the first place. We see the purpose that we have as human beings, as his imagers, as people that bear the image of God, now become one body, now become unified with Christ. That is incredible. And that is what I want to leave you with today. That's it for our episode today. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, please like, share, subscribe, rate, review on your podcast apps, YouTube, and social media. Help us get the word out so that we can help equip Christians to share their faith effectively with everyone they know. God bless. You've been listening to the Tending Our Nets podcast. If you like what you hear, check us out at the Raven Creek Social Club and by searching for us on social media via Tending Our Nets. Raise us up to build your